Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the Lady AD Show. This podcast is about books. Anything about books, from reading them, writing them, to publishing them, from the technical detail of how to get your dream book onto the shelves of your local bookshop, to talking about the first book you ever read and the pleasure of reading with children. Are you a lover of books? Then listen on. Welcome, Robert. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Robert lives in the Santa Cruz Mountains, Northern California. So what is it like there? Because we're really cold here in England. It's wet and rainy. Oh, really? I shouldn't be pleased about that, should I really? (laughs) I live in a rainforest. Seven months of the year, no rain at all. And then in the winter, November, December, it starts to rain. It rains for on and off for five months. Well, we think we've got five months rain in just a few weeks, actually. Hey-ho. Now, you are a master marketeer, but I describe you as you've helped thousands, not millions of people now, with their marketing. And not millions. No, it's still in the thousands, is it? I just wondered if you'd hit the million yet, because you're an avid writer of articles, and in 1999 wrote the Info. Bureau Marketing Manual, which yes. became an online bestseller, and yes. you grew your list then to 50,000. So yes. I just kind of thought, well, 20 years on, maybe it hit a million. But yeah, so, I wish. Well, we're going to talk today, hopefully, about becoming an online bestseller, e-publications versus printed books, and marketing advice that you may have for authors. People bought both the digital version and the hard copy. Sold many, many, many hard copies. Oh, I might like to show you this, actually. Oh, you have, you have the original version. Wait a sec. No, that's, that's my marketing plan workbook, I think. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my it, early marketing plan workbook. Copyright 2000. Right. So I've been following you since yes. 2000 on and off because there was a period where there was just a little bit coming through but in general on a very regular basis your easings and your blogs and your articles have floated their way through the internet and through the ether into my inbox and yet this is the first time we're really talking 
there's there's a lot of people out there that know me and I don't know them. Well, I couldn't believe that it was, you know, 19, 20 years until I sort of saw the copyright. I thought, I know it's been a while, but how the years go on. And we reconnected recently because of LinkedIn, mainly because you took some initiative. So could you explain a little bit about that? What made you use LinkedIn in that way? Well, what shall I say? I'm teaching uh, my clients how to use LinkedIn. And although I don't use it a lot for business acquisition, I've had an account for many years and I have 4,000 followers. So uh, I've just been experimenting with it and just connecting with people and sharing stuff with people and see where it goes. You know, and, and LinkedIn is quite fun if you don't push too hard. Too hard, which a lot of people do, it's kind of a turnoff. Does it not fit in with your viewpoint about marketing, about it needing almost be on a one-to-one basis? So it's about the relationship. You know, most of the clients I get come from my list because I've, I've grown a list and then every week I send an email newsletter. When I'm promoting a program, I simply say, here's my latest program. I point them to my website. So I don't need to use social media very much to, uh, to get clients anymore. And yet you still made that decision. I was just amazed. We started actually having the, a, a one-to-one conversation on LinkedIn. Yes. But I'm thinking, my goodness, yeah, this is Robert Littleton, and he's got all these thousands of people, and yet you've made the effort to engage yeah. in a conversation and just saying you know, how things going, what you're doing anything I can help with, uh, that sort of thing. And, I mean, you had no idea how my life's progressed. You know, when I first, I don't even know how I got to know you, how I got the action plans in the first place, except for I was on the management line and was really interested in furthering business and obviously marketing. And now I've gone into publishing and it's, it's all come into this big circle. And it's like, actually, you know, this, this is quite incredible. Well, I'll be around forever. <laughs> you will. Right. One way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that the thing about books? You are around forever once you've produced a book. You're immortal. Um, you say you, you've got your print copy as well as the e-quality. But how did you manage to become such a bestseller through the e-publication particularly? Well, this won't help your listeners too much, but I was very lucky and worked very hard. I was in the right place at the right time. You know, I, I got online. My first website was 1996. In 1997, I started to send out my email newsletter. And I was really... Uh, One of the first, if not the first person sending out an email newsletter offering services uh, on marketing for self-employed professionals. Now, there's a lot of different kinds of marketing for different products and services, but my specialty, my niche was self-employed professionals. And so there was a pent-up demand on the internet and I worked very hard at search engine optimization and working on uh, improving my website for a long time. 
day and night, night and day, until uh, I started to get a lot of visitors to my website. It's a lot harder today. Why do you think it's harder today? Well, here's the big reason. When I started my, my easing, there were less than a million websites in the world. Does that not make you feel old? <laughs> yes. Well, now there's something like 1.9 billion websites. So it used to be a needle in a haystack. Now it's in a, it's a needle inside a haystack of a haystack of a haystack. I mean, it's, it's, there's so many people out there marketing, and there's many, many more other people that are helping self-employed people with their marketing. So it's a lot harder to get found than it used to be. It takes harder work, and it's, um, you sometimes feel you're pushing a rock up a hill just to get noticed. I'm going to say, with what you've learned over the years then, what is it that makes you carry on and get up in the morning and still you know, go out there? Well, I, I like what I do, and I like helping people. I like coming up with new ideas and sharing them with other people. I like the challenge of having nothing and coming up with something. You know how it is. You know, it's, it's more fun to work with people than sit around and twiddle my thumbs. <laughs> and I suppose I could do that. I could retire, but uh, I'm, I'm getting on, but I'm not ancient yet. <laughs> no, no, it's true. It's a shame that people on podcasts can't actually see the video because they wouldn't you know, see that, that you obviously still <laughs> very young, really, <laughs> young at heart. So going back to the, your book, how long ago was that written and published? About 20 years ago, 1999. Have you revised it since? I revised it once. Still selling then? Well, I now offer it as a free addition to a different program. I have a thing called the More Clients Club, and that's all my courses and programs and you know everything you can imagine that I wrote for many, many years. And I put it all online and have a monthly membership for that. And I just put the manual on there as... as you know, extra information that people can download as a PDF. So it got to the point. I was selling a lot at, at, at one point. Uh, you, you know, as someone that helps people with books, people, most people don't sell thousands and, and thousands of books. Some people do, but not a large percentage. And not only that, if you publish a book, you make one or two dollars per book. But I was making an average of, I think, about $59 per book. Wow, that's pretty good. And so I was making good money. And at one point, for several years, I was making almost $10,000 a month on this manual. That's pretty rare. And there's no perfect formula, oh, do this and this and this. And you'll make $10,000 a month. I wish, because I don't think I could do it again. <laughs> I'm sure there are some people that are doing very, very well with, with books and stuff. But, you know, it's as I said, it's being the right place at the right time. I'd been thinking about it for some time. I'd been writing my e-zine for a few years, and I'd had a website for a few years. 
and I was starting to get clients online. And, um, you know, people would call me out of the blue. I saw your website and I've been reading your stuff and can you help me? So it really worked. I think there's a big difference. Um, you know, if you hadn't written the book or hadn't put out the e-publication, do you think your business would have done so well? No, I don't. I doubt I'd be living on the top of a mountain with a river in my backyard. But who knows? I mean, I'm a very persistent person. I, I do say to people in business, you know, a book is your ultimate business card. Yes. And you know, to have that and to sort of show your expertise in that way, that, that is something obviously you, you can testify to. My business really took off when I started to sell my manual. What I started to do after that is my list started to grow even more. You know, it was at, I'm not sure how many when I started to sell it 20 years ago. Uh, probably less than, um, I think I remember it was around 6,000 back then. So it was a pretty fresh list though. And I had about 6,000 people. And then I said, well, what would happen if I sold something online? I started to study real online marketing and what people were doing, selling information products online. And I uh, read a manual about that, which I went over umpteen times. And, you know, I, I sort of cracked the code. I figured out how to do it, I, and I put it up there, and then I announced it to my list, and I started to make sales. I remember the first day, practically, I started to put it out there, and I had, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 orders. And I, I wasn't even expecting to sell it as a hard copy. It was just going to be digital. But wouldn't you know it, the very first person that bought it from me said, you know, could you have this as a – hard copy <laughs> so I went to the local copy place and I said hey can you make this into a hard copy and we put it together and uh, I was shipping out you know and at first I had it as a three-hole punch manual so I was buying binders and I hired someone to assemble it and put it together and ship them out and I had quite a going concern there for a while this manual is not available on Amazon at the moment. Well, I have a few copies in my office um, left back, but I haven't been selling hard copies um, for a long time. But, you know, people can join my club and they can get it that way, plus a lot of other things. I have about 15 or more different courses. They're all online. And those are all things. What happened after I sold the manual, I said, well, what else could I do? And I started to create programs. And mostly these programs I taught via teleconference, pre-Zoom. Yeah. Before, and, before the technology caught up. Yeah. yeah. Although so, so, sometimes you wonder. I don't know if you're listening to me, if there's a lag in the sound. but uh, No, the sound uh, is there. There's a slight lag in the video, but that doesn't matter on the podcast. That's fine. <laughs> oh, right. You're, oh, people aren't seeing me as, okay, so good. I can stop worrying how perfect I look. <laughs> That's right. It's <laughs> always the thing with this. But I did teleconferences where people called into a, a bridge line and we had, uh, I don't know, we had 10, 20, and sometimes as many as 100 people on the line and teaching a course. 
And the first people that signed up for my course were the people that bought the manual. They went, this is pretty good. There's a lot of stuff there. He's the only person doing this. And so I started to do a thing called teleclinics and I do a three or four session thing on a particular area of marketing. Let's talk about how to get speaking engagements. Let's talk about how to do networking. Let's talk about selling and prospecting. And so I've been teaching all kinds of things for a long time. And then I learned something new. I learned about LinkedIn and I do a class on that. I learn about how to, uh, you know, ways to get appointments, ways to get meetings, ways to sell, ways to use social media, et cetera, et cetera. So what I really am is a teacher. You know, I like teaching people things. I'm good at coming up with ideas and concepts and five-point strategies and, you know, whatever. And I would uh, email, here's the workbook for the program. And so they'd have a workbook they could work with. And we'd cover the lessons and um, I'd give feedback and I'd coach people on the line on their process. You know, the first thing that everybody learns first in marketing is what do you say when people say, what do you do? Yeah. And, you know, it's a funny thing. You know, I've been in business for 35 years now. I've met a heck of a lot of people. And when you ask people what they do, they're universally abysmal at it. They're terrible. They say, oh, well, I'm a management consultant or I'm a business coach. But they don't say anything that speaks to me. You know, and I and I uh, I coined a phrase earlier in my career, which is the audio logo. That is what that's what you say when someone says what you do. So when someone says what I do, I say, well, I work with self-employed professionals who don't have enough clients. Oh, and so how do you help them? Well, I help them market themselves more effectively by doing various things, etc. So. What I discovered quite quickly is marketing is 100% communication. Anything you do in marketing is communicating. And are you communicating value? Not a label. I'm a marketing consultant. You could say, well, I'm a book coach, but what does that mean to me? But if you say, well, I help small business owners write a book that helps them attract clients or helps them do whatever – and people understand. So that's pretty simple stuff, but you'd be surprised. I'm sure you've asked people what they do, and they give you a label, right? That's right. Well, I mean, what does that mean to me? I'm trying to help you know, the author. And in the initial as a publisher, it's quite easy because it's getting the book out, out of them, um, yeah. getting it so it's you know, that others want to know what's being said and communicating, as you said, communicating the message that they have. Yes. But then authors seem to come up in the ball and want to hide in a corner when it comes to the actual marketing of their book. And then, you know, I, I sort of say the book's a bit like having a baby. You, you, you have the baby, it's printed, and then the parenting part comes into play. And that's yes. the marketing of your book. You talk to many authors, they, they just want to do the writing. They, they don't want to do the marketing at all. So what, what would you say to them? How would you help them? Well, I would say get real. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I, 
when, when I mark, you know, I, there's so many things you can do to market your book, obviously, and some are quite time consuming and some are, and some are quite effective. And some people have a book that they don't care if they sell thousands of copies. They just want it as a calling card to get their foot in the door. I, 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 you know, if I have a book, I must be real. I must be credible, right? It really is a really, it's the ultimate ticket for authority. I wrote the book, you know? Yeah. So it really, it really makes you look like an authority if you have a book. Can I quote so, you on that? Sure. I sold that I, I from someone else, I'm sure. Ultimate ticket for, for authority or credibility. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I and can so, see that coming up on my website very soon. <laughs> I just talked to a client um, that I'd worked with 10 years ago in one of my programs. And she's written a couple books. But she wrote a book recently. She said, here's my book. And she says, you know, this has made it so easy for me to get speaking engagements. Uh, when someone is inter interested in my services, I send them a copy. And they know what that I'm talking about. And when I'm doing a proposal for a company, used to, I used to haggle more about the price. And now, not so much haggling because I am the expert. After all, I wrote the book on this particular topic. Mm -hmm. So if you want credibility, there's nothing like writing a book. And even if you don't sell thousands of copies, you know, most people are going to get make more money on the first client they get because of the book than they'll ever make selling the book. That's right. It's beyond, isn't it? It's beyond the book, really. Yeah. And, you know, my book turned into programs. It's turned into various courses. I can turn to any chapter of this book. And um, I've done a webinar on that topic or a three-session teleconference program or a webinar program. So you can take off in a book and divide it into pieces and offer different programs and services for that particular thing. Often the biggest value in a book is what you learn in writing it. You know, I had a lot of ideas, and I said, well, how am I going to write a book? What am I going to do? How am I going to put it together? And I can't remember how I came up with this idea, but I sent an um, email to people on my list, and I said, I'm writing a book, and so I'm going to do a 12-session course that will cover the various chapters of the book. And once I've done those 12 things then I'll put the book together, something like that. And that's what I did. I had a, a small seminar in my office when I lived in Silicon Valley. And I think I had eight or nine people in the course, just a small thing. And I charged a little bit for it. It was something, it wasn't a lot. A day or two before the session, I sat down and wrote that particular thing. This is how to be clear about your marketing message and how to talk about your marketing message, et cetera. Somewhere I have the notes for that. Sometimes it was just the night before, you know. I'm pretty good at short notice writing, you know. <laughs> and then I had a handout to give them, and I went over the material in that and gave them some exercises. So after a period of six months, I did one session every two weeks, I had the the skeleton of a book. I had 12 chapters. And I said, well, now I think I'm going to flesh it out a bit more. So I sat down and for 
uh, I can't remember how long it took me. It took me a few months. I just fleshed it out and wrote it and wrote it and wrote it and wrote it. And I worked with someone that went over it with me and made sure it was well organized, et cetera, et cetera. So I did everything. I wrote it. I laid it out. I did everything. I did it in a desktop publishing program of some sort. And ta-da, you know, one day it was ready to go. I even had a novel way of handling typos, lady. Okay. Because people would say, oh, I found a typo in your book. And so at the beginning of the book, I said, if you find a typo in this book, please let me know and I'll give you a free report. And I tell you, people would, you know, I found on page 127 there was a comma missing. And I'd say, okay, here's your free report. And I'd go in and I'd fix the comma to the point that there are no typos whatsoever in this book, you know? So How many responses did you get? Can you remember? Uh, quite, a, quite a few. I can't remember, but quite a few. I was getting them in a, on a regular basis because it was right there at the very beginning of the book. It might still be there. Sometimes it doesn't matter how many times you proofread it or edit it and try and get through it. You, you know, they find their way through, don't they? Yeah, for writers, typos are the bane of our existence. And, I'm, you know, we still have typos. I mean, it happens. But um, also, after two or three years, I did some revisions on it and added some things, added more typos, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and changed some things. And, and, um, then I, and then I came up with the cover that I have now. I'm, sh I'm holding up the book to Lady. So, you know, I always kept it as a spiral-bound book. And one reason is uh, this really never went to an official publisher. I found a local copy place in Palo Alto in Silicon Valley, and they published it for me for $10 a copy. But I, I never had to lay out thousands of dollars to have hundreds of copies. They would they would copy 50 or 100 copies at a time and they would ship them to me so i always had good cash flow on this on this book and i made yes. good money on every single book that i sold i mean that is the great thing now um you know, with amazon and with you know, some you know, local printers that you you don't have to have boxes and boxes of books in your garage and basement you know at least you know you can yes it's much cheaper than before. You know, I'd love to see that printer that Amazon uses to print these books because you can just, you can send an order. I did a self-published book a few years later and I laid it out myself and did it in, yes, Crates, Crate okay. Space. Or yeah, which is now Kindle Direct Publishing, but yeah. Yes. So they have a pretty easy to use online interface. You know, I'd done a lot of design and stuff before I did much writing. So I was I have a very good eye. It's I'm good at laying things out, etc. But if you want just one copy, you just send them an email and two or three days you have one copy. How they must have a printing press that's uh, a miracle to do that kind of thing, right? They basically have a file, they press a button of the other end comes a copy, you know? It's, it's quite amazing. I've, um, I mean, Ingram Sparks, which is the Amazon sort of printing press in a way, although it's an independent company, um, they do tours and they let authors and anyone who's interested come and view the premises. 
and our local one in the UK is in Milton Keynes. And I've been across there and oh. gone around the whole site and they're showing us how they do it, whether it's one, one copy or you know, 500 copies. And because the process is so slick, it doesn't matter whether it's one. You know, as far as the printing press is concerned, it's just you know, as long as it's got the size and you know, all that kind of detail, it doesn't matter yes. what, how many times or what, what goes through. But the you know the paper reels of paper, they they are they're rolls of paper and they're as big as um, as a room. They are just colossal. Yeah, is the whole thing as big as a house? I mean, it's yes, probably huge, right? right? A gigantic warehouse or something. Yeah, that's right. It's really worth the set. Right. Um, okay, we're just about to finish on this podcast. So really, thank you for. But the nuggets of information that you've given. But if there's one piece of marketing advice you would give to an author, what would it be? Well, let's see. Uh, probably persistence, the necess- necessity of having a clear goal, knowing what you want, and, uh, and working hard at it and just sticking with it. I mean... Um, no matter what we do, I've produced a lot of good results in my business over the years. M- programs that have made me hundreds of thousands of dollars, this book, um, and a lot of things. I've helped a lot of people. And I just don't give up. When I try something, it never works the first time. I, I announce a program and write a sales letter and wait for results to come in and if results to come in I say no problem I'll send another email I'll, I'll tweak the sales letter and I tweak it and I try it again and that that you know I just I just keep trying things until something works yes. you know life is the only tool we really have is trial and error and uh, so that's one the other thing is is um, never stop learning always keep learning always try new things now, um, you've got a new program coming up in 2020. Yes. Would you like to just say just a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. It's called the More Clients Program, unless I change the name of it between now and then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm still tweaking it. But it's a group program. There'll be b- between about 15 to 20 people in the program. We meet by Zoom as a group. And I talk about, well, here's the strategy for doing such and such and so and so, and people ask questions. And then all my programs are action programs, not information programs, even though there's a lot of information. I always give assignments, okay, now put together your marketing message. Put together your two-page executive summary about your business. Put together this, that. Start meeting people. Get out there and do this and that. So, and then I also meet with people one-on-one in between sessions. So I get, you get two group meetings a month and you get two meetings with me once a month. And so I get to know my clients really well and I'm an advocate for them and a cheerleader and a supporter and I kick you in the butt to get you <laughs> moving. So, um, you know, the very first thing to do if you're interested in, you know, what I do is simply go to my website and get one of my free reports. 
And I have a free report called Get More Meetings, Land More Clients. It's a 20-page report that has a ton of ideas about how to get in front of clients. And you just, and my website is actionplan.club, C-L-U-B, not .com. .com, I have other stuff there. But actionplan.club, and it will be really clear when you go to the page to opt in. And you'll get the report, and um, you'll be on my list. And I will send you something once a week for the rest of your life. <laughs> and yes, Until- I can... I can vouch for that because in the last 19 years, I think I've had something from you pretty much every week. <laughs> yeah, what I do is every Monday I come into my office and I say, what shall I write today? Sometimes I've been thinking about a lot, sometimes not too much. And I write an email newsletter of 500 to 1,000 words with some useful chewy morsels of marketing wisdom, something that you can use. I have a lot of fun with it. I really enjoy enjoy it. I virtually never have marketing block. I should not say that, knock wood, because <laughs> every once in a while, it's I don't know what to write. Once in a while, but I'm you know I'm I'm about sharing ideas and and helping people um, take the next step. That's just who I am. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for taking your time out um, to be on this podcast. Hopefully, people will contact you and uh, respond and say what difference it's made. Yes, well, I hope so. I've worked with a lot of people in the UK, and I've visited there a number of times. I I lived there as a child, in fact, when I was uh, very, very young. So I, I think I developed the ability to speak in several British accents. I don't know where it came from, maybe because I, grew up, <laughs> I was a child there. So it's sort of my second home. Excellent. Thank you so much, Robert. Thank you, lady. It was a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this podcast about books. Each aspect of a book is such a passion for me. Remember, if you've got a book inside you, perhaps a dream to write a book, then I can help you make this a reality. I run an author mentoring program, which takes you through every stage from the initial idea coaching you through the writing, editing and cover production and all the other elements until you are ripping open the parcel to see your published book for the first time. There's nothing quite like holding your own book in your hands. Limited applications are open throughout the year. Contact me on lady at ladyady.com. Don't forget the E in lady, L-A-D-E-Y, because I'm not a real one. Or go to the website ladyady.com. Let's see if we've got a match to make your dream, your book, come true. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. 
Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.